I think it's pretty true that everything successful requires a good plan to begin with, uh, whether it's a business, a sports team, or a job. Planning makes a tremendous difference, and that applies to a great marriage as well. A good relationship doesn't happen by accident. you got to plan toward it. I'm John Fuller with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and in the professional counseling you all do, um, Greg, how often do you find a lack of success is due to a lack of planning? Yeah, great question. I think as I think about the word planning, to me it would be maybe less about a lack of planning and more about people just being passive in their marriage. I, I think what we see a lot is that people inadvertently kind of think they can push an autopilot or trigger some sort of cruise control for for their marriage and just send their relationship down the road thinking that, okay, it's going down the road. Now I can get involved in all these other things, hobbies and work and raising kids and friends. And, and yet it, it doesn't work that way at all. And that sort of passivity really wreaks havoc in a relationship because all of a sudden so many years later, you're going to wake up and, and roll over and think, man, I am sleeping next to a stranger. Mm-hmm. We've become nothing more than married roommates. And I think it's because of that sort of passivity thinking, well, yeah, our marriage will just happen. So I'll invest in all these other things. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and hear more from a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi, where... Uh, They discussed simple, effective habits that you can implement in your relationship today to make a difference, and it begins with a plan. Now, you have another acrostic, plan is it, and uh, let's get into that, because these are some of the practical ways to Mm -hmm. do what you just said, Chris. Yeah. And the first one I like, play together. Absolutely. And I think that helps build that bucket as we're talking. So aside from the obvious, how does a married couple learn to play together? Well, and you think about it, uh, friendship is the foundation of a really good marriage. You want to be good friends. And if you're not playing together, are you really friends? You know, <laughs> because friends are tend to be people you would invite over to, to play and to do things together. And some of it's really simple stuff like making sure you take time to take walks now and then, uh, playing cards together, doing things that you both like, watching a movie, but talking about it and interacting over it and not just, I mean, it's just you treating somebody like you're, they're a friend that you enjoy doing stuff with. Yeah. And so playing together is huge. You described that like I smiles and yes. date night, getting uh, relational. I was, Jean and I were talking about this th- this morning and she said, you know, actually I said it to her. You do I smiles through the phone. When she answers the oh. phone, when I'm calling, mm-hmm. she's so upbeat. And I said to her, that is so good for me to hear. Yeah. When I call, she hello, how are you? I mean, it's just upbeat. So it's like a phone smile. It is. And you <laughs> know what? Smile, yeah. Joy is best grown visually and through voice tone. And so that's exactly right. You can hear it in the voice. Mm. Are you glad to be with me? And that's what our joy center and our joy bucket's always asking. Are you glad to be with me right now? And that so. leans into the next one, listen for emotion, the L of play. Right. What is that? And, and, you know, for us people that may not understand that clearly, give us some concrete examples. So going back to the right and left side of the brain, the left side of your brain naturally listens for problems, and the right side of your brain, in order to train it, needs to be trained to listen for emotions. So what happens in a lot of conversations that I have is as soon as I hear the problem, I quit listening. 
because, oh, that's the problem. I can fix that. I'll let you finish whatever you're doing, but we'll circle back and <laughs> oh, fix the problem. Oh, that is such a right? big uh, landmine. Landmine. Yeah. But yeah. also, I mean, I, I relate to that. So <laughs> uh, part of what we're uh, telling people in learning to listen for emotion is the idea that you listen for emotion first. And then you identify the emotion accurately and how big it is for that person. Now, you don't have to agree that they should be feeling it. You're just acknowledging that this is, in fact, how they're feeling. And that helps them feel seen and it helps them feel understood. And now you can circle back and solve the problem. And you're going to do it from a relational foundation instead of skipping the relationship and going straight to the problem solving. And so where most of us make our mistakes in all kinds of relationships, whether it's leadership or parenting or marriage, is that we lead with problems in our conversations instead of uh, taking the time to listen for the emotion. All right. We got to move quickly. So that's the P and the L of play. Now, appreciate daily. That sounds like a no-brainer for us as Christians. It does. But a lot of us confuse gratitude with appreciation. And and that is, if I just say, well, thank you for doing that, that's almost a left-brain task, and I can check off Mm -hmm. my list. Appreciation is where I take the time to really uh, let them know how it made me feel, how it affected me, you know, how good this was. In other words, taking three, four, five minutes, you know, to let people know that this was really uh, uh, something I appreciated. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Uh, your wife, Jen, we got to get her in here. You yes. have a little story about you and Jen. What happened? Yeah. So when we were newlyweds, uh, we discovered something very important that at night when she tries to fall asleep, she has a very busy brain and she can't fall asleep. And I'm a light sleeper. So we discovered this was not making a very restful night for either of us. So uh, I was learning about all this brain research, and I thought, you know, let's try an exercise here. So one night we decided while laying in bed, just cuddling, um, we shared three things from our day that that brought a smile. So three good moments, good things from our day could be very practical. Like, hey, you know, I really enjoyed watching the snowfall today. That was really meaningful. Then she does her three. And then I share three things I like about her. You know, I appreciate, honey, that when our friend came over uh, this evening, you your hospitality was amazing. I really like how warm and hospitable you are and how you make our home just a, a joyful place. So I'd share three things with examples. She would share three things. And it was this point in the exercise, I could physically just feel her body start to relax. Hmm. But there was one more step. And that was, what are three things that we appreciate about God? I might say, you know what? I really appreciate God giving me this opportunity to spend time with my friends today, that this has been such a meaningful visit. And you know what? I'm just thankful that God really values relationships. Uh, my three things, with examples, she shares her three things. It would take us 10 minutes to do this exercise. The nights that we did this exercise, Jen would fall asleep within 10 minutes of the exercise and have a wonderful wow, night's great. rest. There's Very somebody practical. thinking, I'm just feeling it. Someone's thinking here in this right now, boy, three smile day. That's a good day. <laughs> oh, yes. That's it. Yes. All right. The N is nurture rhythm. And that's plan. That's the acrostic. Yeah. So who wants to speak to nurturing mm-hmm. rhythm? Well, nurturing rhythm goes back to the idea that you have to have margin. You can't grow joy if there's no margin in your life. Wow, that can be the hardest thing, Marcus. Absolutely. And that's why you have to prioritize so that we have some practical ways that even busy people can grow some margin. For example, making your bedroom a problem-free zone. <laughs> like once we go to bed. Amen. Yeah. It's like when you go to bed at night, it's, for a lot of married couples, what we've found is, it be, is the bedroom is the boardroom. 
Yeah. Jean has been awesome at that. I mean, early on in our marriage, I think she was far more, uh, she's a night person okay. and this can play into that, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, where she's energized and ready to conquer the world at about 10, 11 yeah. o'clock at night. <laughs> I don't know where the world is. <laughs> you know, my eyelids are shut, but you have to learn to do that, right? To, you do. To, uh, where's that rhythm for you as a couple? It is. And so establishing a rhythm of you know, marking out our calendar, when are we going to have our breaks to have play dates together? When are we going to have our weekends, but also creating a rhythm in your day that says, uh, this is when we're going to be together, Mm -hmm. knowing that I've got relational things to look forward to. Okay. We have covered a ton of territory very quickly and folks need to get a copy of this book, obviously, but I'm thinking for tonight, you know, as a couple is listening to this going, ah, we've got a joy gap. Let's just go back to that very first thing we identified. Mm -hmm. What's one thing they can do today that they can work on to close that gap? You know what I would have them do? Um, one of the exercises is just, you know, sharing those qualities that you appreciate about your spouse with while you cuddle. That while three you and three. Hands. I like that. You know what? That's a very simple exercise. And all of the exercises in the book always close with quiet and rest, right? Which is part of that nurturing a rhythm. So joy is high energy. It's great while it's there, but okay, I need to catch my breath. So do the appreciation exercise. It's fun. It's meaningful. It's life-giving. Spend about five minutes just resting as you hold each other. The The bonding hormone oxytocin increases while we hold our spouse. So just a couple minutes of holding each other, you feel very close, bonded, peaceful, and joyful. Yeah, it's good. It'll definitely turn your circuits mm-hmm. back on. Yes. I so appreciate what Marcus and Chris have uh, shared with us. And Aaron, I, I wonder if along the way there was any one thing you personally benefited from? I loved, they talked about playing together, that, you know, it's so important that we continue to have fun with our spouse. And sometimes we even have to plan for that, that, you know, we have to schedule time and make a plan. Even this weekend, we have planned all week to go and hike a 14er, which is a 14,000 foot mountain here in, Col- in Lots Colorado. Lots in Colorado, yeah. Yes. And so we planned for that. Now, will that be fun? Well, <laughs> not, not nearing the not top. the entire time. It's not like and a Caribbean cruise, but hey, it'll it'll be um, satisfying. Yeah, yeah. There there will be a lot of playfulness, a lot of humor. I'm sure when we look back two weeks, a month, two years from now, we mm-hmm. will see the humor mm-hmm. <laughs> in the memories that we'll make from that. I really like the L, the listen for emotion mm. that they talked about because that's been something that. I've really had to learn how to do. That was probably something that I didn't walk into my marriage going, man, I can't wait to have these deep emotional conversations with Aaron. And yet recognizing how important that is. I think kind of what you were talking about, Aaron, in terms of the play, I think guys really define intimacy as that that playful doing something together. I think wouldn't you say it's fair that women often define intimacy as that deeper kind of conversation to where we talk about emotions, kind of that deeper emotional connection. And I was looking for the validation. She's just blankly staring at me. So she's not Isn't feeling connected with you yet. Deep emotions. <laughs> I guess so. My head is swollen. <laughs> her, her head is She's a little under today. the weather, so we'll give her that. <laughs> but, but that's something that I really had to not just learn how to do, but to learn to value that. Mm-hmm 
for Aaron because it, it's again, John. When you and I go out to lunch, that that we're not going it's there. It's super special, per but se. not as super right. special. We as enjoy you and Aaron, but going yeah, to lunch. not the deep emotional yeah. connection. But that's something that that Aaron really values, and I've had to learn how to do that. And for me, the the easiest way to do that is when she's talking about something, I can always take whatever she just said and go, that's interesting. How'd that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Or what, what's the, what's the emotion there? I can tell there's some yeah. in, and it's just, it's remarkable how long <laughs> we can end up talking about one emotion or one feeling word. And, and I do value that now yeah. I, I'm sort of being playful around it, but I really do value that. Well, there uh, was a lot of good stuff in the conversation with Marcus and Chris, and there's a lot of great material that we didn't get to in their book, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. Contact us today for your copy. Uh, We'll be happy to send that out to you when you make a generous donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Help us make uh, podcasts like this and have a rich website like we do with all sorts of great content to strengthen your marriage. Uh, Donate today. We'll send the book. Details are in the show notes. And also you'll find a link to our free online marriage assessment. And it is terrific. It'll help you understand your relationship uh, much, much better. Just uh, stop by the show notes for the details. Well, leave us a review, if you would, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. And then tell a friend to listen in, too. On behalf of the Smallies and the rest of our team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.